Hello. Hello. Hi, welcome. Hi, welcome. I'm Dana. And I'm Daniel. And this is In the Interest of Justice podcast. So welcome in. We are excited about today's podcast because we are going to cover ghosties. Spooky ghosties. Hmm? So I'm going to ask a question that I already know the answer to, but do you Uh believe in ghosts? So the scientist in me. So energy and matter are neither created nor destroyed, right? Our universe is a closed system. And within that system, that means that any energy does not enter. No energy leaves. Neither does matter. Right. So it's only transformed or transferred. Okay. So the energy that we carry with us, right? Like our just physical presence. When we pass, that energy has to go somewhere, right? And some would be like, oh, well, it decomposes in chemical bonds and yada, yada, yada. But there's just something about it, right? Like, there's a life force about us that it sticks around, I feel. And how it gets transferred to the ether or wherever else, it's hard to say. It's hard to say. Things we don't know. Yeah, I agree. In my non-scientific brain, I don't know exactly what I believe because... We have both encountered different things, but at the same time, I feel like my brain just can't process. (laughs) So I'm not quite sure exactly what I believe, but I believe there's something. I don't believe. Yeah, like there's there's evidence that people collect, right? And that is just unexplainable. So, you know, there's there's data, but we just don't, you know, like, like, for instance, if we might not have the right receptor or the right organ to perceive what's happening. Right. So for instance, if we didn't have ears, it would take a whole lot of work for us to understand the presence of sound, right? Like we would have to see it in forms of waves that, you know, happen through different mediums whenever a sound is made. Right. Or we we would feel that percussion. Right. So if somebody is sitting there, you know, banging on a big drum in the band, if we didn't have ears, of course, why would we do that? But you could still feel that percussion. Right. Right. So, do we have the correct organ to sense what's happening, right? Like dogs sit there and stare at stuff in the corner of the room that we don't see, right? Right. So, yeah. like, you know, if we didn't have eyes, how would we know there was light, you know? So, yeah, who knows? Who knows? So, we grew up in North Alabama, and correct me if I'm wrong, but... Corrected. We lived, I'm kidding. <laughs> we lived in an area where... Parts of the Civil War took place. Yes or no? Uh, yeah. So what? Bridgeport was like 45 minutes away and there was some major uh, stuff that went down at Bridgeport and Stevenson was like a rail hub. So, yeah, there's there's definitely stuff that went on in this area for sure. I highly believe that because uh, when I was younger. Trauma incoming. <laughs> it's not trauma. It just, I didn't understand it for the longest time. And now that I do, it's just like, huh, uh-huh. that was odd. Um, so we grew up in a house where mine and your bedroom, I grammatically mm-hmm. probably just said that wrong, but that's okay. Our bedrooms were at one side of the house and on the complete opposite side of the house was our parents' bedroom. And so you would have to walk from literally one side of the house to the other to get to our rooms. Um, and mm-hmm. so whenever we were growing up, I 
I was always a light sleeper. I still, to this day, am super light sleeper. Like, I hear my dogs walking around. Like, I wake up fairly easily. So, our father was in the military, and he would (laughs) wear these big, heavy boots. And even on carpet or hardwood, which we didn't get hardwoods until a lot later in life, but even on carpet, you could tell the sound of those boots. So... Our father would get up very early in the morning. He would come and wake me up. I would go and crawl in bed with mom for the next like two hours um, because I didn't like to wake up to an alarm clock, you know, Mm. spoiled. Things don't change. (laughs) A little spoiled. Um, And so I would go and crawl in bed with mom for a couple hours until, you know, she started getting ready. I would hear her get ready, slowly wake up, and then I would get ready myself. So our father would walk down the hallway and I would always wake up before he got to my room because I would hear the sound of his boots. But there were many, many, many of times where I would hear his boots coming down the hallway and I would roll over and look and there's nobody there. And that happened so many times. Spooky. Right. And so I'd be like, oh, well, maybe I just didn't hear it right. What You know, whatever. Maybe I was just very tired. I was dreaming something. But it happened so many times. Like, I can still distinctly hear that sound in my head to this day. So in my opinion, which I could be very wrong and people could be judging me and be like, you're so dumb. But I think that it was a Civil War so- soldier just like walking down our hallway. I mean, that's possible. Who knows? Because I also had instances take place in said house. Um, but before I go into mine, we did, we got really big into ghosts there for a while. Um, it was when, when all like, those shows all were the coming ghost out. shows came out. Yeah. And we would go ghost hunting, right? Like we would go to old graveyards and we would take pictures and, you know, like we didn't do all the, we didn't do crazy stuff. Like we didn't have the voice things and we didn't have all that. But, yeah, no, we would like, definitely travel around our area, which had very, very old tombstones. And some didn't even have like little headstones. I should say headstones, not tombstones. But some didn't even have headstones because they were just so old. It was just like a giant rock. Uh, you know why, right? So that particular one that we went to, half of that graveyard predated Civil War. It was revolutionary. And so if you remember, there was like a little semicircular road that went around the main graveyard, right? Are you Remember talking that? about the one in Langston? Uh, no, Limrock. Oh, okay. Yes. So that one predates Civil War. Some of those um, tombstones or headstones, you say? Um, those were actually slave graves. They were on the other side of that road. And yeah, they were just simply marked with just like a rock. Yeah. So I was a little bit younger. So I don't think... I took it as seriously or understood it as much just because I was probably in seventh grade, sixth grade ish, mm-hmm. I would say, mm-hmm. um, when we would go. Yeah, about right. Yeah, because I was able to drive myself. So that means I was at least 10th grade, which would put you, yes, yeah, sixth, sixth. Okay. Yeah. But we had, you had an encounter where you got a picture, right? Oh, I mean, we had plenty of like pictures where there were like, So in our area, it's very humid, right? And when you take pictures in humid, when you get a flash, I mean, there's a lot of moisture in the air. So you would get these things and we would have to try and figure out whether it's these orbs they say they are or if it was just humidity 
right? Do you remember the one with the baby face, the Gerber baby face? Yes, that's what this one I was going to talk about. There was a picture <laughs> we had from a long time ago that we took, and it looked like straight up a Gerber baby face inside one of these orbs, like right in front of the camera. Like it was, it was one of those, like you look at it and you're like, oh, you know, eh, no, it was legit. It was a face. It was not a, this could be, that was creepy. That was something else. Yeah, that is pretty wild. Um, you also had some experiences in our house. What was that? Yes. Okay. So during that time, if you've been following our timeline on our previous episodes, uh, there was a time where mom and Dana lived in um, Indiana, just in the you know Chicagoland region, and dad was still working, and I believe I was home on break from a um, one of the college holidays. I don't know if it was spring break or fall break or what, right? So he was still working, so I had the house to myself, and I was playing computer games with friends of mine. And we were playing. It was like, I don't know, like two in but the morning, just, maybe. It was just, it was just you me. in the house. It was just me. And okay. we and we did not have pets there. Um, the pet went with with you and mom. Um, so there were no animals in the house. It was it was just me, right? So and this is gonna sound kind of weird, but due to my ADHD, I like things on shelves to be touching other things on shelves. So for instance, I've never heard that before. Yep. It's something about it. I like it. It feels more secure to me. So whenever I, so I like peanut butter bagels. My mom taught us growing up that bagels are delicious breakfasts. And then I turned that into lunches and snacks. Um, but I, I liked making peanut butter bagels. It's something you can make quickly. It's got, you know, decent nutrition to it. Um, when it comes to, you know, you're getting proteins and carbs and fats, you know, you're getting a full spectrum of things. Um, very filling. So I would make peanut butter bagels for breakfast for myself or during snacks, lunches, dinners, whatever. I'm going where I'm going with this is I would put the peanut butter jar all the way against the back wall of the um, counter space there. Right. So we had a toaster next to the pantry and then I would slide the peanut butter all the way up against that back wall. Um, Because it was more secure there. Right. Odds of it falling much lower. So it's like two-ish in the morning, one, two in the morning, and then I hear the most god-awful racket. Like, it sounded like pots and pans were being hit with a baseball bat and just bang, 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 bang. And I'm like, what is going on? And something in the back of my head is like, don't go in there. Just, just don't. Don't do it. So just don't. And so I'm like, okay, little voice in the back of my head, I'm going to stay here in the front room and... My heart's going like a thousand miles an hour, just like, right? And so I'm like, oh my gosh, what is going on? So I do not enter the back half of the house the rest well, of the night. Well, let's take a time out. We also lived in a very secluded area. Like our neighbor to one side was a pasture of cows. Yeah. So it's right? not I mean, like I mean, we, we lived. We were in a one street neighborhood, if that makes sense. Like we had one street that went down and there was like, what, 12 houses maybe total along the entire street. Right, exactly. That's what I'm saying is it's not like we lived in a well-populated area where our backyards are like, you know, bumped up together to somebody else. And we, we yeah, had a lot of space right. and we lived on a quiet, like, family yeah, neighborhood. Yeah, the, the lady that lived like next door, next door was, she was pretty old. Um, So, like, I don't think I even remember what she looks like. I saw her that few times during our childhood. Um, 
Anyway, so, go ahead. Yeah. So I hear this just got awful noise and I'm like, I'm not going in there. So then I, like, I didn't even sleep in my room. I slept on that front couch. Like, I'm like, I'm not leaving this room that I'm in. Not leaving. So I wake up the next morning and everything's in place except one thing. And it was the peanut butter jar. It was upside down in the dead center of the kitchen. Like if I got a tape measure and I measured that it from everything else, it was like perfectly centered up in the middle of the kitchen. And, and I your was little like, ghosty ghost friend wanted a peanut butter sandwich. He was hungry or hangry. <laughs> he was more more like hangry. Like when I say it's like pots and pans, it's one of those like it make, makes you jump. And I was making sure to listen for footsteps. Like I'm, I'm like, did somebody break in? But I would have heard them break in. Um, right. Like, you know, kept the doors locked and everything and windows. I don't think we even opened a window hardly when we were kids, right? So, like... No, we open the windows all the time. Well, I meant... During the spring and fall. I meant those back windows. Like, I would have seen them come in the front room. Like, I would have seen them come in there. But, yeah, like, in that back room, there's no way. Like, there was not a person. It was something. Um, I don't know, man. I don't know what that was all about. (laughs) But yeah, that sticks with me. And you know, I spoke to dad about it too. Um, and he said there were times like when he was living there by himself, like when you and mom were up there and I was down at college that he would be getting ready in the mornings or trying to sleep at night. And there were things that would catch the corners of his eyes and like movement and stuff. So yeah, there was something up with that house. I don't know. And I don't think it was like demonic or anything that was like super harmful, but well, in my experience, you might have a different opinion, but I mean, they were hangry for some peanut butter. But other than that, <laughs> other than that, I don't think they really bothered us. I don't think I ever felt like a touch in or, danger. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. How I say that my heart was going a thousand miles an hour, but yeah. <laughs> um. So do you believe in like mediums and people that can speak to the other side? So in. Our growing up, of course, you know, we went to church growing up and, you know, the the church always made it out to be that, you know, they were always faking it or these people aren't real. But here's the deal, you know, I need to look it up for myself. But from what I understand, you know, the Bible says to avoid those kinds of people, which means they existed in that time period as well. Right. Mm -hmm. So it's not like, you know, people have been doing this for so long. And it's not like they had Facebook back in, you know, <laughs> you know, 1100, you know, BC or something. So, you know, these people have existed. And what really struck home with me was when we were at Courtney's brother's wedding. Mm-hmm. Um, there was somebody that was there that came with a friend of his. They had just recently started dating his friend and this this person, this medium girl. And, of course, you know, a wedding is a, is a big event. And if you knew Courtney's mother, she loved big events. Like, that was her thing. She loved those landmark moments in people's lives, right? And so right. much so that she made a lot of things that weren't landmark almost landmark. Like, she loved memories, right? Let's take a and time out. So, Courtney's mom passed how soon before Cody's wedding? Ooh, it wasn't year, that far. A year, maybe at at most, like six oh, months, maybe. I thought it was like six months. I thought it was a lot closer. Yeah, it's like it's but it's like six ish months. Like it wasn't that far out. 
Okay. Um, and it was very sudden as well. It was, it was really sad. Um, but anyways, going on about this medium, um, this, this girl, she did not know Cody in any form or fashion. She did not know Courtney or her dad or, or anybody in that sense. And, um, she came over to Cody like during the reception was like, Hey, I, I really need to speak with you. And so she sits down with him and starts telling him these things. And so she said that Courtney and Cody's mom had contacted her during this wedding, that she was there. She was, she was there. She took place during the ceremony. Like she was up there and that she was allowed that she was in heaven and she was allowed to come during big events um, she was allowed to be there and she wanted to talk while she had the chance. And then she wanted to let everybody know that when she was rowing the boat, she saw a white light. And when she saw that white light, she started running and running and running towards the light. And that's where she saw Cindy and Sophie. So to put a little backtrack on this, Sophie was the childhood pet of Courtney and Cody and you know, that, that family. Um, and they absolutely loved that little dog. And then Cindy was Courtney's grandmother who also recently just passed, passed right before Courtney's mother did. Um, so for that lady to say those things and drop those names like that, not knowing them, that's the first little, also uh, prick up. the rowing. Yes. So she passed while on a rowing machine. She was on like a rowing machine in the gym. Yeah, she was on a rowing machine at the gym, and that's when she she passed. She had a um, a sudden blood vessel incident that you know um, caused caused problems. So, anyways, so that was another thing. And then she talked about the mending of a of a broken heart, which was so Courtney and her mother both had these necklaces or bracelets. I can't remember which one it was. It's a necklace or bracelet, and it had two parts of a heart. And Courtney could not find the other half of that heart. She wanted to wear both parts of it to the wedding. And she, I remember she was frantic about it, and she was searching, and she was really sad she couldn't find it. And then right there before the wedding, she did find that other piece of that heart. So she was able to wear both parts. Um, she, her mother had mentioned that during their short chat. She had mentioned that, and this is another one, that a baby girl would get here in a February. Um, and you know, that one was kind of put on the back burner. Everybody assumed it was Cody and would be Cody and Tara's right. Because there, you know, it was their wedding and things like that. But it turns out baby Maddie, her due date was about one week ish off of February. Mm -hmm. So, you know, she was born in January 3rd of this year, which is one month off of February. But even then, I mean, predicted that it was a girl. So, I mean, that's a 50, 50, but, you know, there's just a lot of things that she said that really meant a lot. Um, and then some about to Cody, Cody and his dad both had parts of her wedding dress, I believe, sewn into their tuxes. Um, and something was mentioned about that. It was just a lot that hit the nail directly on the head that you can't just make up. You know, right. and they and they didn't put that stuff out there really on social media and all that for somebody to really just come up with that. You know what I mean? Right. So that was a bit long winded. And I know some of you might be a little like, oh, he's droning on and on. But 
I'm just trying to remember these things um, as best I could without giving misinformation. So I think that they have, I think there are people in this world that have that sixth sense where they do get this intuition, I guess, if you want to call it of people telling them things, you know what I'm saying? Like on the other side. Mm -hmm. Right. I think they have a special, just kind of, like you said, kind of like a, I don't even know how to describe it. Like they can like hone in on that particular feeling or an energy, a feeling of a vision, something who knows what, right? Exactly. Like they're a conduit for conversation from those who might be on, you know, the other side. I believe in signs. I definitely ask like during prayer and stuff like that for signs, you know, just for confirmation. And so right before I went to the job interview that I like the current job that I have, this was back in May of last year. I was going outside and it was like 325, 3.30 PM. And I was at my other job and I was walking outside and there's a train track right behind our school. Choo-choo. Hey, yeah. ours too. Anyways, and continue. so there was never a train during that time. There was always a train like in the morning, in the middle of the day, but like never, ever during that 3.30 time. It's not like it was a constant thing. But that day, a train went by and was like blowing its whistle. And I was like, okay, grandpa, I hear you. I see you. And like, I actually have a video recorded before I went to the job interview. And I was like, okay, I know I have the job because grandpa just kind of came by on that train because we had a grandfather that worked well both of our grandfathers yeah actually technically worked both, on, both did yeah yeah but um we had one that passed on our mom's side he worked on trains and loved the railroad and all of that fun stuff and so he that was kind of like my sign from him is he was just like coming by like hey you got this no problem so it's actually really cool that i have that memory and I actually recorded it because I was like man like that was just confirmation and I felt so confident going into that job so I also believe in little signs like that from people on the other side we really don't have that many people in our family that has passed that we are like close yeah Yeah, really close to um I think the first death that I kind of was around for was our great-grandfather um and I was probably in seventh or eighth grade. So I was pretty old for experienced death for the first time. And that was our great grandfather. So it's not even like it was somebody that was, you know, an aunt or an uncle or something like that. And then I was, oh gosh. So if grandpa died in 2021, I was 25 when the first death happened in our family to somebody that I was close to. So well, I then, feel like then for me it would have been the, I would have been what 29 30 at that point, right? Yeah, I feel like we are b- beyond blessed just because we didn't have to experience a lot of death in our younger years, but at the same time like I didn't know what it was like to be, you know, people, oh, they're watching over you until like that kind of happened and then I was I feel it now of yeah, I believe grandpa is watching over me. I believe he does um attend those special events, like you were kind of saying, coming and hanging out and being in those big parts of our lives, you know? Right. Yeah. So, you know, that just leads us to wonder, you know, because I mean, like uh, at the beginning when we were talking about, you know, 
matter and energy are both conserved, right? So all the energy in our universe was there since it began. And all the matter in our universe was here since it began. It has only changed forms. And energy has only been transferred from one thing or another. So this aura, this energy that we carry with us as living, you know, human beings, it goes somewhere, right? And so where is that? And, you know, do we have the correct organ to detect it or do we not? Or, you know, because, I mean, you can go into a place, you know, like you go to these, you see these ghost shows and stuff. And they say, you know, oh, the, the energy in here is really high. That I've felt that in some of those graveyards we've gone to. Yeah, I like agree. You, you go there and you're like, this does not feel like there's definitely some kind of energy here. Right. And you can't put your finger on it, but you can sense it, you know, and you go from one to another and people be like, oh, what's well, your nerves? It's your this, it's your that. Yeah. So why does this one feel so much different than the last one where I didn't feel the same way? Right. right. So like, no, what's, I going, agree. what's going on? So, you know, what is it? Who knows? And, you know, so you got anything else? Um, I think that's it. Um, I had a few people tell me that they were going to write in and then they never did. So maybe they will reach out and let us know their ghosty stories and we can share that on another episode. Um, I'm not quite sure yet. So we haven't discussed our next episode. We have a couple ideas. So that's going to be a surprise next week. However, we would love for you guys to get in touch with us. You are more than welcome to send us an email to interestofjusticepod at gmail.com. And we also have an Instagram at interestofjustice. We also have a Facebook if you just look up um, in the interest of justice, you should see our little logo pop up and you can click like. We will actually, I will be posting on social media a lot more this week. Um, life kind of just got in the way. I had a True wedding I needed to. That. Yeah, you're knee deep in the middle of of um, baseball. I almost said football. That's not right. <laughs> knee deep in the middle of baseball right now. And I have been um, busy with work. And um, last week I had to take care of the horses all week because it was spring break. So um, I came home just mentally and physically exhausted every single day. So yeah, life just kind of got in the way. Yesterday I was at a wedding in Pensacola. So obviously we could not record because I was out of town and I was busy. But uh, we hopefully will get right back on track releasing Sunday mornings. Um, if not, please understand that, you know, Daniel has um, worked an 80 hour week this week and probably will do the same next week. So actually, not. no spring break. Um, bow, bow, bow. Just kidding. Never mind. <laughs> you don't you don't understand my level of excitement. You, yeah. you just don't understand. So what he is saying is we don't have an excuse to release late next week. So <laughs> we will um, surprise you soon with our next episode topic. Do you have anything to add? I do not. I think it's time to cue the outro. Doo -doo. Boom, 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 boom